Sweet. All right. So what's up, Tommy? So uh, first, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to, you know, out of your busy day to speak with me. I know, like, you know, residency is not an easy task at all. I actually spent uh, two weeks with the OS residents over at uh, Cook County. And I got to see, you know, a little bit of what you guys do, kind of get a little uh, glimpse into it. I got to scrub into the OR, you know, work on the floor. And man, like what you guys do is is no joke. I've seen, you know, the residents do some unbelievable things. So, you know, all the respect in the world to, you know, what you guys do over at uh, at NYU. So, you know, thank you for your time. I know it's uh, you got a busy schedule. Of course, of course, dude, Cook County Fire Program. They are they're the real deal over there. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was like a zoo in there, and uh, you know they really did their best to you know get to everyone. It was it was crazy over there, but you know. So what I really wanted to kind of pick your brain about was yeah. So I had originally um, started following you on TikTok a while back, right? So originally just kind of the videos you just kind of recapping. I think the first one I saw was um, the one of you um, coming out after the Mickey. And uh, so that was just before I had uh, started my rotation. So, you know, that was kind of like my first introduction to, you know, what oral surgery residents are doing on like a daily basis. And, you know, I really, you know, liked how you had uh, maintained a really professional sort of um, like brand of content, but you also kind of made it fun and entertaining. And so what like I'm trying to do from my perspective as a general dentist is, you know, from watching guys like you and like Dr. Capadia, who's, um, you know, dentite and uh, Dr. Edgerson and a couple of these other guys that are out there is I want to content. I kind of wanted to get an idea of how you started growing that following and how you kind of keep your ideas going for content. Cause I feel like that's where I kind of get stuck in that aspect is just like, what do I talk about on a daily basis to keep people engaged, especially when it's coming like from a place of, you know, something like dentistry. Right. Gotcha. Number one, do you listen, watch whatever Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of things from Gary. Gary's good. Gary's number one. Um, I also want to know, what have you been doing? And then we could get into that. What have you been doing as far as content goes? So I actually haven't started myself yet. So basically the past like year. Well, that's the I'm, problem, man. What are you waiting for? No, that's, def that's definitely, you know, step one is to kind of get involved and start making some content. So the past year, basically I've devoted a lot of my time, you know. You got a video here with your Camaro, but that's it. What's going uh -huh. on, man? Yeah, so I, I haven't really gotten into the uh, into like actually creating myself. So basically what I've tried to do in the past like six months to a year is I've been trying to like, you know, talk to guys like yourself, try to get an idea because I don't want to just kind of start throwing things at the wall. I kind of want to have a little bit of a plan. Why not? And, uh, I don't really know. I don't, I think it's, especially when, uh, you know, being in, in dental school, I, I just felt like my life wasn't really, um, you know, exciting enough to start posting about it. I was kind of waiting for that that moment where things sort of started picking up and I had like a little bit more um, content to, to be posting. Waiting, wait, everyone wants to wait. Everyone wants to wait. Don't follow the herd. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity. It's kind of like with everything in life, there is no perfect opportunity. It's just right. going for it. Right. And yeah, it, it, you got to throw a lot of darts at the wall mm -hmm. and then one will land. And then you go in on that, right? Sometimes three land. And then you pick and choose. Well, you know, I don't really like doing this. Okay, so cross it off. I like doing these two. For me, right. it was just, dude, it's just it's just making content. I made content for a long time. I tried making a whole interview tip series after I felt that, you know, I feel really confident on interviews. I thought I did very well. Mm -hmm. Let me make some interview tip series. I, that was the first TikTok I had that got banned. It got banned because I gave an educational video on like 
I'm an oral surgery resident, and here I am in rectal clinic looking at buttholes. What is going on here, right? Like yeah. that's like, I didn't know that as a dental student. This is what we need to know, right? right? So it's really kind of feeding. It's really kind of reverse engineering, and this is where I think you're looking for it. reverse engineering. What the the viewer, the customer, consumer, the dental student, the pre dental student, the other residencies residents wondering what we're doing at our residency, right? It's thinking about what are they curious about? What are they willing to click on a video and watch it for, right? So here's where it took me, I started just just after making content just after uh, I matched in my during my D4 year. Sure. Throwing stuff at the wall, literally getting like 10 views on that interview series. But guess what? I tried, you know? And then I was talking about like, I started figuring out like, okay, people want action. So I'm just walking and I'm talking about whatever comes to my mind, or I got a DM about, or I got asked a question about, et cetera. Um, and just answering that, going on the fly and putting it up and then making videos about like, hey, these are the top five things you need to study for the CBC. These are the top five things you need to remember for an interview. These are the top five things you need to put in your personal statement, et cetera, and so on. It's really just giving back and helping. And you see a lot through people through dental school, through residency, through young dentists, they want to coin this and sell it to you. Why, why are you doing that? Why you, some people selling clear liners? I don't know. Like content, making content, social media platforms, et cetera. It's for branding. That's really where the brand is made. Right. right? Absolutely. Um, my thing is, and I, I like to really think ethically. I'm not trying to sell anyone anything. I want to apply value. And then to the point where like right now, I, uh, Sean Zar and I, Sean's my buddy from dental school. We graduated together the same year. He's in ortho residency right now. We started Instagram pages together, students of dentistry, elite dentists, top dental practices. Mm -hmm. We created those from scratch. They're going back seven years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we kind of had an idea of let's build a platform of social media by featuring and kind of telling the stories and achievements of dental students and then mm -hmm. dentists and then showing off dental practices, right? There's an, an aesthetic to the dental chair. And mm -hmm. then we went further into law, medicine, veterinary medicine. I even took it further into wineries. I started top wineries, mm -hmm. but for another day, for now, you're really wondering about content. It's really just trying things, looking at the results, mm -hmm. trying new things, look at what works and doesn't work, doing more of what, of what does work and doing less of what doesn't work. Right. So would you say like, so when you started, did you have like something that kind of hit like right away and you're like, all right, cool. Like this is like the path that I should go on. Or was it more just like, all right, like I tried this, this didn't work. I tried this, this didn't work, tried this. And then you kind of eventually just went down that rabbit hole until you found something that really, you know, was able to engage people. Number one, you need to start with doing what you'd be interested in doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause you could try doing one thing that you think will work. Say it does work. But after mm -hmm. two weeks, you're like, this is going to get a lot of likes. This is getting a lot of views but I'm just not that into it today. And mm -hmm. that happened. That's normal. I would mix, I would start with doing something that you'd actually be interested in doing consistently on like a consistent basis, basis, you know? Um, number two, I would do something that's fluid in your daily routine. So what, you saw the content I was making. I literally just got out of work. I just stepped foot outside of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And through the day, I was kind of thinking about, oh, what can I talk about today? What can I talk about, you know, later at the end? I stepped foot outside so that I'm out of the building, right? Because and then I just start filming. I talk about what happened. And then I get into my apartment building because it's across the street. I sit down and then I cut out all the ums. Uh, well, you know, uh, 
Uh, you know, cut it all out, and then it's boom, 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 boom. Um, put the uh, the caption right, the, sure. the captions, um, yeah, the closed captions, overlaying it. That mm. is what just took off by a mile on TikTok. I would have kept doing it, mm. but so I, I don't know if you know, none of that was a HIPAA violation. I didn't violate HIPAA, right? Yeah, because yeah, I wasn't you know, given anything, so I thought it was fine. But right. at the program. They have mm. their own HIPAA compliancy rules, regulations, mm. stuff, and they mm. don't want any patient information being like, even if no one can identify who these people are, you know? Right, right. But it's just, they have a little bit more control, as many mm. institutions do, over content that involves patient care. Right. Um, we the same thing, like, with, uh, with us, like, at, at my university, like, I know we had a lot of, um, like, people, like, posting um, x-rays of, like, you know, a bridge cementation or like teeth that they extracted or whatever, whatever it may be in the school, shut that, that, that down real quick too. No one knows whose teeth those are. Right. They got to grow up, but look, this is, we're in healthcare. Healthcare yeah. is very, very tight. I have a hunch that it stems, it stems off from medicine towards dentistry because in medicine, look, it's very consolidated. Hospitals mm -hmm. bought up all the private practices around the areas and it's growing bigger and bigger, Right. Right. Long Island, right. it's literally like Northwell, yeah. like health services and NYU Langone. Yeah. That's it. There's like one or two like Catholic hospitals that are like, they're like St. Catharines or something like that or St. Charles, but it's, it's all, it's all just like the big corporations. Yes. And so how does, how has it gotten here? Why is it going to continue to happen? And then how does that relate to marketing? My hunch is that, I mean, we know how it got here. I mean, doctors started to sell out, you know, we're, we're being pushed, we're, the insurance is reimbursing less and less. This is happening in dentistry right now. Insurance yeah. reimburses less and less. We're in more and more debt after dental schools, mm -hmm. right? Um, not literally you and me, but like just in general, as dentists, we're more and more in debt. We need to take some, we got to start paying some money back, but we're getting less and less. We need to see twice, three times as many patients. Right. Um, dentists, they want, they want to retire. So now they sell out their practice and they get the big pay cut. But then the next dentist coming in is going to get undercut because they're going to get less percentage, right? So that's how that happened. But now the major institutions are buying up all the corporations. And then that little remote satellite private practice that they haven't been able to get to, they can't get that doctor to sell out. Mm. How did they finally get just engulf that person? It's marketing, right? Mm. And the way they do it is they market directly to patients. They build up how outstanding um, Northwell is or Aspen Dental or something like that, whatever, whatever it may be. Right, the marketing, the advertising, TV commercials, TikTok—they're—they're they're buying influencers. They're because I mean, a lot of these influencers are sellouts. They're trying to sell their big scrubs, being their ambassador. That's what they right. want, you know. And so, the next thing is—is is competing with marketing. So they're going directly to the patients. Patients think, oh, well, I saw the commercial of Aspen Dental. I should go there rather than Dr. Goldstein at the private practice, right? Right. Um, especially, especially because like, you know, they see something they're like this, this I know is good. Why am I going to take a chance on something that might be good? Yes. You know? Which might not necessarily be true, but people fall for advertisements all the time. Number yeah. two, what we're getting to is that how do you prevent the next doctor, the up and coming, the one that's going to graduate that has a TikTok following the Instagram following, make the rules and regulations on what can be posted on these platforms. So mm -hmm. tight, airtight. Mm -hmm. So that any step out of the boundary, no, 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 cut it out. Right. That's what's happening. No one knows someone by the teeth on their x-ray unless they've been treating them for 25 years. Right. Which is very rare. But this is how, this is where these rules are coming from, I think. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. Like they don't want, I, I know like in the past, like five years, especially like it's gotten a lot tighter and I feel like it's made it even harder for us as, you know, dentists, oral surgeons, practitioners, because I mean, as, as a whole, it's like, you're also getting people that are getting so much misinformation out there too. Like they're yeah. really shutting up the people that actually have the information and want to share like good education. Cause like, I mean, how many times, like when you were, you know, even I'm sure even now in residency, like like gotten someone that's like, oh, I just tried oil pulling and like, I don't need this root canal anymore. Or like, I've gotten a bunch of, a bunch of people that, that are, you know, all big on the, on the oil pulling. And then they they come in two weeks later with a massive abscess. It's all ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's whatever they see on TikTok. They want to try it. It's cheaper. I saw this guy who has naturally white teeth, but telling me he did this. Mm -hmm. It's, there's a lot of spreading of misinformation. You're, You're right. Yeah. Same thing with the, that truck. Remember that charcoal toothpaste that was big like three years ago? Yep. People just wearing down their enamel. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, people that, that that are going over to Turkey to get full a full uh, like anterior crowns. Veneers. Yeah, right. Veneers coming back with full coverage crowns. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of misinformation. Um, we're, we're, you know, it's airtight and Midwestern, I'm not sure about. I know, um, what is it? Not Indiana, the other the other one in, in Chicago. It's like UIC. Yes. Yeah. UIC. Someone was telling me when you walk into the front of their building, there's a poster of the um the DSO that gave like a lot of money to the dental school. And oh wow. This is so this is what's going on. But so okay, so let's get back to the the root of, of what we're talking about. Um content. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Doc, if if you don't mind, I'd actually be really interested to hear your story from from start to finish, because, you know, you mentioned all these other projects that you had worked on, you know, the wineries and like, you know, businesses that you had started with your buddies. You know, I'd really like if if you don't mind to kind of dive into that and just kind of tell me your start to finish of how you kind of got here. Definitely. Definitely. Let's, let's get in. Let's dive right in. Um, Call me Brendan, by the way. Um, It started in 2017, January. That's when we we started the students of dentistry. We figured, OK. We are in the prime era of social media. This this is 2015 to 18 in this right. zone where like everyone wants their face all over Instagram. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just feature everyone in dental school, right? But let's make it positive, right? Because because this is a, an amazing community. I think we have, it's very tightly knit, right? right? So we started featuring dental students and their stories. It blew up. It took off, right? Um, and then we're like, wait a minute, this is really good. And dental students is a niche, and then, mm-hmm. and then, so we went into dentists, we made elite dentists and then dental practices, right? We would divide it up the niches within dentistry. Um, from there, we went into law. We went, we made top attorneys, top law firms, top law students. We went into elite veterinarians. We went into elite physicians and top medical practices. Naturally, top medical practices didn't do so hot. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? right? It did terrible because there's no medical practices left. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I also figured like, you know, I'm really getting into wine. Why don't I start top wineries? Top wineries. So all the other accounts we registered for the United States, obviously we're in the United States. Top wineries, I wanted to think, like portray, like I just featured pictures of wineries and now reels of wineries. I started based in Italy. And as you know, the algorithm has changed a lot in the last, in the last seven years, but a lot within the last three years. Right. Um, it's all gone real based the algorithm promotes reels and mm-hmm. to the posts. Right. right. And then I don't know if you noticed, they did the whole mental health thing. Let's take away likes. Mm-hmm. They, they really wound down the algorithm on posts after that. That yeah. was really a way so that everyone has to hide their likes whenever they post, because mm-hmm. that's getting no views. 
you know, right. there's no impressions left on that. Anyway, um, I think so. Top wineries, I think it's at 133,000 followers now. That's the big of all the accounts that I've, I've, I've partaken with. Um, I think it's because the algorithm in foreign, like other foreign countries, is a little bit delayed, right? Mm-hmm. Because in the US, right now, it's all business based. Facebook is and Meta, Meta is just trying to soak the system with money, right? Anyway, so. From that point, we, we figured, okay, we know current dental students. This is just in the beginning. of This is three months, two, three months into COVID. Sean and mm-hmm. I sat down and we're like, we know dental students at every dental school in the United States. Mm-hmm. Let's do something bigger than this. Let's utilize our connections. Mm-hmm. I think we could give back to pre-dental students. Because think about it. How much information did you actually have, like widespread, that you knew what to do to apply to dental school? I figured, so I took a gap year and I figured it all out within like that, like six months of applying. Like what I remember, like when I, so I don't know where you, you know, went to undergrad, but like I went to the university of Albany and like when I asked for help, like from my advisors. So like my first year, you know, cause freshman year of college, like I was a goof, you know, I didn't do much. Like Albany I, I, baby. <laughs> I was, dude, that's, that's, that's how it is. But I went to like the pre-health advisor and they told me right from the bat, they're like, you're never going to get into a doctoral program. You're never going to get into dental school. Like you're never going to get there. And from there, like I wasn't even allowed to go see the, um, like the pre-health advisor. She actually said to me, she was like, I don't help. She's like, I don't help dentists. I help doctors. Okay. And then I didn't have high enough GPA from my first year to um to apply to like even go see the pre-health advisor they stuck me with they stuck me with you know someone else who you know ended up being fantastic but you know i didn't like know a lot of the ins and outs like i was a bio major like i didn't know that you could be any major and take prereqs and still apply to dental school like i had no idea that that was that that was a thing i didn't find out that i had to take an entrance exam until my junior year of, of college and then that's why I ended up taking, you know, a year off. So like applying from applying to interviewing, um, you know, that was all just self-taught, like within like my senior year and my gap year. Exactly. Self-taught. Right. And, and same thing. I took a gap year too. Very yeah. similar. Um, I was initially aiming for med school and then I saw what some dentist did in oral surgeon. I was like, I kind of like this better than the whole like yeah. psychiatry thing, you know, going to med school, not no especially when I found out that all the doctors I knew were miserable. Um, So, so going from there, exactly. We're like, there's no like uh, platform that really kind of gives all the information for free. So you Mm -hmm. can figure out what, put your own pieces together in order to apply for the, take the DAT, apply to dental school. What, what steps? So we're like, why don't we connect current dental students Mm -hmm. and we'll feature them and give them their promotion to Mm -hmm. pre-dental students, you know, by just an email, you know, answering Mm -hmm. a couple of questions it's a lot more than, than what most pre-dental students are getting. Mm-hmm. So, and then we could combine it, not combine it, but we could broad, put it broad scope across the United States so we can put up real-time data for the schools and the Anyway, so we created the pre-dent mentor map. It was a rough copy and it was the pre-dent like list. Mm-hmm. We're actually just finalizing within these next two weeks, the second, even third vamped version of this map that's going to show all the dental schools in the United States. We want to go Canada next. We're going to put real-time data of each school, you know, class size, tuition, average mm-hmm. DAT, et cetera, featuring those, those students that mentor, the current dental student mentor on there. Um, put a discussion board like Student Doctor Network. We're putting that on the map. This is going to be like our product service, mm-hmm. but we don't want to sell it. 
I see a lot of students, and this is what I was talking about ethics-wise. I'm trying to really talk fast and get a lot in here because yeah. the recording, I, I have the free version. I can't afford premium yet. <laughs> yeah, um, it. It's because I want pre-dental students to get this stuff for free, right? Mm. You're going to have to buy the subscription to DAT Bootcamp, DAT mm. Masterclass, like DAT mm -hmm. Destroyer. Destroyer is 300 bucks. Right? Like you're going to have to buy that. And they put work in that. That's like, this is natural. Okay. But I don't agree with current dental students charging $3,000 to edit a couple sentences on someone's personal statement before mm -hmm. they hand it in. I want to get rid of that. I want to connect free dental students with dental students for free. This is Sean mm -hmm. and I's vision here. Right. We want to eventually create current dental student ambassadors for the map mm -hmm. so that when they, they get a discount code, the pre-dental student could get like a 10% off on say DAT bootcamp, uh, buying figs, buying their first oroscopic loops, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then a 10% discount for the pre-dental student, 10%, so say a hundred dollars goes to the current dental student mentor. So right. now all these dental students in debt, look, this you're not going to pay off student loans with this, but guess what? You can get another tank of gas that, that month. You right. can get groceries this week because you organically mentored a pre-dental student for free. Right. They needed to buy the program anyway. They needed to sign up to get their loops or, you know, mm. and then you got a little cut of that. I think this is the direction I want to go in. Let's yeah. stop charging pre-dental students. Let's start charging these big, massive companies with hundreds of millions of dollars of marketing that they need to spend. Mm. And let's put it somewhere. Good. So that's kind of the evolution of all this. Now, towards the end of dental school, that's when I started to think, okay, I, I want to do my own branding. I want to be an entrepreneur, a business owner. I don't want to create my own DSO necessarily. I want to, again, ethics. I want to make the space because I don't really like the direction we're going in, in healthcare, medicine, dentistry. It's getting a little, a little weird where now the doctors are turning into employees. When you turn a doctor whose primary focus is the patient into an employee, mm. who, let me ask you a question, Mike. Sure. The dog in the house, not maybe not, maybe you don't have a dog, but the dog in the house, who does he, he or she always listen to, always runs to, always, yeah. whenever that person calls, whoever feeds it. Whoever feeds it. So mm. when you have an employee, a doctor, a dentist in a practice that mm. treats patients, are there, is their primary focus the patient or whoever is given them that paycheck? Right. And I'd I say that and I want you know, to find it's, out. It's getting harder too because I know you know obviously you you went you know forward to residency, but like for the students that are graduating coming out, um, especially in like states like Illinois, like here where you don't have to do the residency right after you don't have to do the GPR, it's getting really difficult to turn down a lot of these DSO offers because you know I ended up signing with with a private practice just you know like you said because of you know ethical reasons like I just couldn't I just didn't want to do it, but you know, a lot of these DSOs were throwing, you know, 50, 75, $100,000 sign-on bonuses, yep. you know, offer to pay back some of your loans. And on paper, you know, it sounds great. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're giving up that autonomy. And like, they'll tell you that you have autonomy, but the first month that you go in, they're going to say, Hey, you need to do 60 crowns a month. You need to be, you know, doing, you know, class two restorations in 15 minutes. Like you, like the time parameters are just are crazy. And the reason that they give you these massive sign-on bonuses is because you can't leave within a year. Like you're exactly. locked in into these contracts or else you have to give it out. You're an employee, you're a machine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's tough for, especially students that like went to private schools like Midwestern that charge a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, that 50, $75,000 sign on bonus is, you know, to a, to a broke dental, a broke dental student, you know, like 
that's like dangling the carrot in front, like dangling the carrot. Like it's really tough to turn it away. It's really tough. And it's going to take a while to kind of undo all these things. And look, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that a DSO can't be good. But the fact is, is <laughs> the, uh, the reputation that some of these places have set, it's kind of on them, you know, so they, they better change it. But exactly that that's exactly it and just to go further and then the add-on cases that they have to see those days all the the mm-hmm. walk-ins the they got to work another extra day a week now um yeah so just to like give you like an idea like i so i interviewed at a, at a dso here and i was looking at the schedule their doctors were expected to see 30 patients a day like there's no way like as you know in any in any medical profession whether it be like general dentist periodontist os you know physician whatever like there's no way in an 8 to 10 hour day you can see 30 patients and properly like and properly provide care especially like when you're doing things like you know oral cancer screenings and things like that like you're going to overlook some of those things like some of those life threatening things when you only have 8 to 12 minutes you know, to work on a patient and it's to no fault of the doctor, but at the end of the day, who's going to accept that liability because that, co- that corporation is not going to go to bat for you. If you fail to diagnose, you know, a squamous cell carcinoma on the tongue and you just didn't see it because you had five minutes with the patient. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Mistakes happen when, when this happens, you know, you're, you're fitting this much into a bottleneck. Like, what are you going to do? So I, I really want to, I want to build brand because I think dentistry from what th- this is the reason I went into it, I want to get it back there and we're not far off, but the direction we're going, I don't think is what any of us really want for dentistry mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, I love surgery, love oral surgery. And I, I want to start with this map, build another map, build mm-hmm. a company, um, build a company for the profession, not necessarily for me, mm-hmm. um, Sean and I you know, and everyone on the team, it's, it's to build, it's to build dentistry, build the community, create, create the, the goodness in it again. Um, and I think with the amount of value that we're going to bring money's going to be there. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about making sure that tomorrow we have more opportunity as dentists, as dental students, as pre-dental students, as dental practice owners and so on and so forth. You, you, you get the picture there. So I started creating my own brand to kind of do both of this simultaneously and then just kind of get my own personality out there. You know, I'm all about giving back. I wouldn't be here without my mentors. I want to mentor and help others get to where they want to be. And sometimes it's not dentistry. I was talking to a kid for like a year, year Mm -hmm. and a half. Kid wanted to go to dental school and everything. After a month, I like don't hear from him, right? And I was like almost a daily basis, weekly basis for like a year, year and a half. Turns out he goes to um, airline school, like pilot school. Okay. He'd be a pilot. Yeah. Like that's, that's awesome. He found, you know, he found his thing. So that's, that's the whole goal of this. Um, So I'll let you kind of, so kind of know like my goals and like, so basically like what I, what I want to do is my goals really are to, to build a platform to help educate, like, you know, dentists, students, everyone be, I want to focus on dentistry, but also like in the business aspect too. Because a big part of where I feel that dental school kind of shortchanges us is that we go through dental school and like, you know, they teach us how to do fillings, teach us how to do extractions, place implants, all that great stuff. But we're in $400,000 worth of debt. And we don't know anything about, you know, my managing finances, how to run a business. Like, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if Sony Brook gave you like a, like a practice management course or something like that. They did that over at Midwestern, but it's very, it's very surface level. And I think that's really an aspect where a lot of us kind of get shortchanged because I think it's very easy 
to get kind of caught in the rat race of, you know, you get a corporate job, you're making 200, 250 grand a year, and you just kind of stick within those boundaries. And like, you never really explore like your earning potential past that. So my goals really are to kind of create a platform for dentists to connect with one another, to learn about one, like investments, uh, financial management, um, you know, things like that, uh, connect them with, uh, you know, cause a lot of people don't even know where to start to like, look for someone like a financial advisor, a tax accountant. And I want to create a platform that people can kind of come together, share ideas like that and, you know, learn how to run a practice a little bit more efficiently. Also like while being able to, you know, pick up a thing here and there from, you know, other dentists, whether it be a procedure, a technique, something like that, just like kind of a growing community where we can all kind of help each other out. Let's do it together. Yeah. This is you something know? we want to bring to the platform. So, so just to backtrack, why don't dental schools? Well, one, there's also, you know, in some cases, this is not, not to write on, but sometimes there's a lack of competency in the faculty of dental schools and mm -hmm. they didn't go into private practice. They've been an academic their entire life. Mm -hmm. So they don't know what they're, you know, they get a passed down PowerPoint from the last guy mm -hmm. who had a private practice in 1972. Right. What are they going to do with that? Kids don't right. want to do that. And now going forward, hold on, let me just X out of this 10 minute. Yeah. We, we got plenty of time. We, we can stop again if we need to. With DSOs emerging and everything, giving big endowments to these, these dental schools, they don't want to teach people practice management. If they right. don't know finances, they're going to work for that DSO that does know the finances right. further into this loophole, this downward mm -hmm. spiral of employees. Mm -hmm. So this is this is a big thing for Sean and I. This is what we want to do with the map, the platform. We want to bring education. That's what we do with this podcast, Dose of Dental Podcast. We do that because we want to get in touch with these individuals. But I, I just want to take a step back. What? How are you going to provide that information? Do you do you have it all under your belt? You've taken courses. You know how to run a practice from experience. So no, like at, like out of you know out of the jump, it's like basically all of my knowledge has just kind of come from one reading book. So basically, I'll, so I'll tell you how I kind of spent my four years of dental school, right? So yeah, yeah. my four years of dental school has been spent and even and even my gap year, right? So basically like what I did is like, I'd read, I'd read a finance book, an investment book, a dental business book, and then I would hound the author. Like I would reach out to them on every platform possible, Google, like Google them, like find emails, phone numbers. I'd call their offices. Like I've, I've had, I've, one of the guys that I spoke to was um, the director of the anesthesiology department over at Illinois Masonic. I called that, I called the hospital. I called his private practice, messaged him on LinkedIn, Instagram, everything possible. And then one day I get a phone call back at 9 PM and he goes, are you Michael? And I'm like, yeah, who's this? He's like, this, he's like, this is Dr. So-and-so. He's like, I was wondering who the person who left all those messages on my phone was. <laughs> so, um, you know, like things like that. So I just kind of, I don't want to say like pestered my way into, you know, making some of these connections, but that's kind of like what I did. And I did that with, um, tenacity. You know, right, exactly. Um, so I, and I did that to find, um, like people that did real estate investments and, and things like that. And that's actually how I was able to, you know, buy my condo, uh, over here at 23 years old, you know, I was able to, you know, meet people and, you know, meet real estate agents and other people like that, that were, you know, able to give me advice. And, you know, luckily I did, like I was able to get a great rate, but that's, you know, neither here nor there, but, you know, then I have a buddy who's a financial advisor that's, you know, kind of helped me a lot. So a lot of my information so far has been like secondhand and I've been, you know, really like itching at the, the opportunity to start applying it to those things, because right now, 
the information I have is like theoretical. Like I, I can recite to you like the things that I've learned in books that work for that work in a practice, but I've never seen it firsthand. So, and that's where like my credibility kind of wanes because I haven't done it myself. So I'm trying to build not a community. Yet. Not yet. But not yet. Exactly. It'll, it'll get there. And I plan on, you know, having, you know, and to use those connections to help build my own practice. So then I can kind of turn around and mentor other people. But as of, you know, right now, I'm just a guy that read a bunch of books. How many, how many people, so you said the anesthesiologist at so-and-so hospital, how many other people have you reached out to and, and regarding what specific topics per person? So, okay. So I'll give you uh, an example. So there's one, uh, one doctor that I keep, that I keep in touch with. Um, his name is uh, Dr. Etchison. So he runs uh, dental podcast heroes. I don't know if you've ever the, read the book. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're familiar with it with the podcast. Yeah. 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 So, and then he also has his book. So I, I, again, pestered him. Um, he's someone that I've been speaking to, you know, pretty regularly for the past three years. And so basically I just kind of, I, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, you know, I really enjoyed your book. You know, I read it. I had some questions. Um, you know, can you tell me about your experiences and, you know, how you were able to build such a successful practice? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? And, you know, I had a really awesome experience with him because, you know, we didn't only just talk about, you know, business, but we were actually able to talk about like, just even like the mental, the mental strain that, you know, running a business and operating a business, especially in dentistry and the toll that that takes on you. So I felt that was a really honest and uh, open conversation that we were able to have that really didn't glamorize everything. And, you know, so I've kept in contact with him. Um, I'm sure, you know, you know, Dentite, Dr. Kapadia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's another one that I started pestering my, uh, my first year of dental school. Love it. Love it. Um, you know, spoke to him for, you know, probably four years. I actually just spoke with him probably about three weeks ago when I was going through contracts, um, you know, looking for where exactly to sign, you know, he was the first person I called to kind of, you know, help me in that decision. So, you know, so it's, it's been a lot of like, I'd say the, the, the two or three questions that I always, that I always ask, Mm -hmm are one is what does success mean to you? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important one. And I think everyone kind of has a different outlook on it. I've never gotten the same answer from, from two people. Mm. Um, you know, for some people it's monetary, some people it's time, you know? So I think that's a really important one. Um, the other one is what mistakes have you made? And if you were in my position, what would you have done differently? If you were, you know, 26 years old, graduating dental school, how would you, what would you do? I like that. And then you really set up the setting, like the environment that someone's in, the age, the current location, as far as like dental school or out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I liked that a lot. You know, like what would you, what would you different, what would you do differently? And um, what advice would you give yourself if you were in my position now? Like Love what it. advice do you wish you can tell yourself 20 years ago? So we got those two. I'm thinking of Paul Goodman, you know, dental nachos. Uh, I haven't, I'm not familiar with him. That's fine. That's fine. That's three. I know plastic surgeon who's in real estate in the Buffalo area. Um, you mentioned an anesthesiologist and I'm sure I could think Dr. Graves would be a great one. Big into marketing as well as dentistry. Um, right. Who's Dentite located? Arizona? Is that right? uh, Michigan. 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 Yes. Yes. Detroit. He's just outside yeah. of Detroit. That's right. Yeah. Where, where's Dr. Graves? I've, sp- I've spoken to him too. Texas. Texas. Texas? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, I, yeah. Yeah. He's the OS out there. Yes. Um, Amarillo, I think, or something like that. So that, what was that? Amarillo, I think he is, right? I think that's, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's right. 
So that's five people right now. If we were to talk further about, it, I think we could get to at least seven. Um, I really think you have like a natural ability with these questions that you're mentioning for podcasting. What would you, would you come on board? Like let's do a business and dentistry yeah. series where we yeah. invite these people every other week. It can't do an every, every week thing. Let's mm -hmm. put it on dose of dental. Mm -hmm. Okay. I also want to know more about your dude. Let's do it. Let's contact whoever you're in contact. Let's get dentite on in two weeks. Yeah. Have a podcast Wednesday night, 8 PM. That's mm -hmm. like my only time I could do these things. Um, mm -hmm. let's do that. I want you on. I'll see you could come on board for my team. Well, sure. maybe we can, we can market it. So other people could come to the event too, you know, a Q and a yeah. session. We'll, we'll get there. Right. We'll talk this through more. I think a business and dentistry series will be good by building content podcast, as well as short form content, whether it be YouTube shorts, whether it be reels, TikToks. I think we can eventually grow this into, I don't know. We'll see a course or whatnot. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's start small. But okay, so that aside, let's do we'll talk about that further. Um, we have two minutes and 20 seconds left. Can you do me a favor? Can you just sign out of this real quick? Because I want to go in for you now, as far as your content, I want to get back to the initial question, right? Sure. I think we have, sure. we have something here. This is long form content. Let's go back short and your brand and where you want to go with that. Let's just sign back out and sign back in for me. Sure. So just leave and come back. Exactly. Same link and everything. Yeah, I got you. Give me one second.